Welcome to the Broken Metatarsal. My name is Rich Williams. This is a brand new podcast from Planet Football, where we'll begin by celebrating everything that Naughty's football had to offer. A decade of footballing brilliance, the battle of the buffet, and some very well-documented Broken Metatarsals. If you love that decade as much as we do, then you're very much in the right place. Now, joining me today, the Planet Football deputy editor who spends lazy Sunday afternoons watching reruns of Leeds beating Anderlecht in the Champions League group stages of 2000, Rob Conlon. Hello, thanks for having me. Rob is paired up with our borough-supporting football commentator and European expert. But uh, if you want, you can spend a whole evening with him in the pub and he'll discuss in great depth the Dutch third division. It's Pete Farris, everyone. Yeah, I'm more of a fan of the Erste Divisie, which is the second division. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Like I say, if you want to, we'll give you his number. <laughs> Listen, be... I don't have to feel ashamed for <laughs> like in small foreign <laughs> yeah. leagues, all right? And finally, the Stoke-supporting Planet Football editor, uh, who used to idolise Peter Crouch, but can't now because he's on a rival footy podcast, Mark Holmes. <laughs> There's no use to about it, mate. It's still a hero. Oh, mate. There's just... room for two. There's room for two podcasts. Just two, though. Did just you just love Crouchy? What a man. What a man. Uh, this episode is brought to you by our friends at Football Index, the football stock market where you can buy and sell players for real money. Sign up today at footballindex.co.uk and we've got a code and everything at TBM Index. TBM is in the Broken Med Starcel. TBM Index, you can trade with a £500 money back guarantee. New customers only, 18 Plus, and I always I feel a bit eggy asking people to do this, but you know, if you want to rate the podcast and like subscribe to it so you don't miss any, then you can do that as well. But it feels a little bit like being a bit too needy in a relationship asking that. But you know, go go for four if you if you want to if you don't want to go too silly, go for four out of five. But if I'm a four, why are you downplaying the rating? Why would you do? Why would you do that? Ask for four, hope for five. I, I, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Okay. So each episode, we'll be digging into one element of the noughties, from the sublime to the ridiculous. Today, it's the game that simultaneously enhanced and ruined your life at the same time. The procrastinator's activity of choice. It's championship and football manager. Okay, so lots coming up on today's uh, podcast, including an interview with an absolute championship football manager legend, Cherno Samba. Well, I think anyone who's listening to this podcast will immediately be excited because if they like championship manager and football manager, Cherno Samba is up there, along with two or three other players that you immediately think of. His real-life career is interesting too, which we obviously spoke to him about. Lovely, lovely guy. Um, But when it comes to champ man, he is just the man. Uh, And yeah, just a lovely, lovely bloke. Great interview, that. Also, we will be uh, doing another edition of Football Fact or Football Fiction. We've already found out uh, David Batty was injured by his daughter's bicycle. Freddie Lundberg uh, likes a spot of furniture designing. And I still can't quite get my head around this. But Jose Mourinho voiced the Pope in a movie, which I still think you're having me on about. But I, you insist is, is definitely the case. It's definitely the case, yeah. I haven't watched the uh, film personally. It's not my kind of thing. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> No, he did, yeah, he did. It was... One of them religious stories, as you referred it to. <laughs> yeah, one of them religious tales. <laughs> um, right, that is all on the way for you. I thought I'd like refresh myself a little bit. I mean, as a 37-year-old, I, I haven't played Championship Football Manager for a while. It was, you know, very much in my sort of late teens, early uni days. So I started a game this week with uh, with Leeds, obviously. And the main thing that I noticed is that I just don't have as much time on my hands. As I used, as <laughs> it's I used a to, young man's game, It's isn't a it? young man's game. I, was play, you know, I would play it for like hours and hours on end. And then I started off a game. I was like, well, excited, Leeds. Well, here we go, right? Great season, brilliant. Let's start it all off. And I've got like kids hacking me. <laughs> I've got the missus who's shouting over. I'm like, how can you possibly find time? But back in the day. I think that's it. I think it's the fact that two people in this room have children and two people don't. Robert, I mean, as far no, as I understand. Not as, not as far as I know. Yeah. Um, he's, so, hiding a, he's hiding a secret. So it might just be that because I still play this. I started playing this when I was really little. My oldest brother bought it and I started playing this game at the very, very start of 
being able to use a computer effectively. And then I went from there and to this day, I, I'm, there is a game on my laptop open right now in my bag. I think this game is 80% of the reason that I do the job that I do. You're going to be one of these people that ends up divorcing his wife because you spent too much time on... And I know, which, I know which, which way I'd go on that one. I think, I think the, the fact of the matter is that I think I got the love for sort of weird European leagues and, and, and different European players. And, you know, I remember when you could first start watching the little circles move rather than just the words. And I'd be sort of half commentating in my head for me growing up and actually into my adult life. It's a very strange relationship, I think. It's also um, one of the reasons why had my career which is that I've just put things off because I've been playing champ- <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. championship manager just not quite got around doing, no. to doing things like uni work was, and stuff yeah. like that you know I was about to say it's been much more of a hindrance than a help to me <laughs> I think I think uh, college years definitely would have got into a better university had I uh, actually applied myself to my college work <laughs> as, as heavily as I applied myself to football manager I mean, where would I be now? I'd probably be working for the Athletic or something, <laughs> I imagine. It's kind but, of like, nah, it's kind no of annoying. Chance. It's kind of annoying that you can't get the benefit from I mean, you're saying you sort of took that into your career, but generally speaking, you know, the amount of time and effort and like diligence looking into players, research that you're going to do, making sure you got the best team. I just wish that I had the ability to actually apply that into the rest of my life. Some some <laughs> people have actually got jobs, haven't they, on the back of what they've done on Champman and Football Manager, scouting roles and stuff, because they've they've done the scouting for the game for for me and you rich you should know that the mobile game now for football manager is just like the good old days because you can just play it in between you know dealing with the children in between making tea and stuff and you can whittle through a season quite quickly so i found that's a, a good way i to mean i'm all over that. Madrid. I'm, I'm all over that just need to go to the loo just disappear <laughs> off for like half an hour and then you're all, you're all sorted and good to go i picked leads when i just went back to it because um in hindsight, obviously, I thought if I go to that, I did the 0102 game, I thought I can go to it before it all crumbles. So I went down <laughs> that, and it was great. My favourite thing was um, that the board are happy and the club is in an excellent financial situation, which was the, the uh, notification that came through on my news feed. No, so I was pretty. No, I mean, normally it's a very yeah. realistic game, but every now and again, <laughs> something slips through at Leeds, I guess. What was your like team of choice? Because obviously, most people, I think, or I certainly did, I'd play with Leeds and then I'd play with another team like one that you can then you know if you support one of the, the bigger teams or whatever one that you can try and get through the leagues I mean I had Oxford a few times just totally randomly and I don't even know why but which were the teams that you picked and you went with I used to play a lot I don't know why with Derby and Celtic so I, I have no idea why those two teams there must have been a reason at the time but yeah Derby and Celtic for some unknown reason it's funny you say that you chose Leeds as one of the bigger teams because my experience is the complete opposite where I've chosen Leeds as my smaller team. You're later in the game, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. When you first started playing it then, where would, Le- where would Leeds have well, been? Because you're a bit later. Too. I was like 06, 07, which is funny though because you, you say, oh, it was so realistic. So 07, we got to the playoff final the year before. So you start the game up as Leeds thinking, right, promotion push here, automatic promotion. You start as favourites. I couldn't get a game out of them. It was impossible. <laughs> and you think this can't be right. There must be a glitch in the game or something. And then... Actually, in real life, it transpires that we go and get relegated. So it is actually very, very realistic. I'd actually put it down to your poor manager. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I just couldn't get Jeff Horsfield among the goals. So <laughs> I, I mean, I would always go with Middlesbrough to start. That'd be my first game. And all, by the way, every single game was a one-team game. I never left. And, be- and I still to this day don't. I take a team and try and make that one team as successful as possible for as long as possible. You are proper intense championship I manager, don't, mate. Don't mess with me, right? I, <laughs> I, I start with one team and I don't, I don't, I'd never resign. I never go, oh, I'm going to go and manage a different team now. It is about what I can do with that one club. I can't think of any game ever on Football Manager that I've gone, 
it's time to move on to a different club now. I used to go to different leagues, lower leagues all over the place. As the game itself got bigger and bigger and bigger, I could go to smaller and smaller teams. So what we've <laughs> discovered is all those chats we have where we're like, who the hell's he talking about? It's all because of Football Manager. It, it, there's a big part of it, I, I presume, yeah? Does anyone on uh, Twitter follow the Championship Manager 0102 Twitter account? Yeah, I do. It's so good. CM0102 as well, for our area, all three of us, not Rob, uh, is is just the one. When we were asking for suggestions um, for a dream team, which we'll do later, pretty much 95% of them were from that game. Uh, so we've got loads that didn't make it in, but... That just that game was just. There was something life. good about that one. It was. I mean, I know you talked about. You know, they brought in all different things where you can see the players moving about and everything. But there was something nice about the simplicity of just hitting start game and seeing the commentary go up. And you know, whether you want to have it on slow commentary or like fast commentary, very fast every time, very fast, like straight through. Come on, really? we can see what's happening. Yeah. Oh, Philistines! Not even, not even not got in the, time not, for the subs. Not in the second half. Not in the second half because I want to make some substitutions. I want oh, to give myself time to me. think about what's happening. Have it on the player rating. See how they're doing. Anyone dropping below six? Get them straight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was something a little bit simplistic that in that game, it was almost, it was tactical without being too tactical in a way. So, you know, I, I would just need to say, right, I'm going to set up, say, a 4-4-2. Okay, well, I want Harry Kuhl. I'm going to, like, drag his little line. Arrows, so yeah, the little yeah, arrow yeah, that yeah. takes you forward. You know, you've got a player that's like um, AM, C <laughs> slash R slash L. It's like, well, where am I going to get the best out of them? And it I think was that's easy. called the Nicholas Alexanderson uh, conundrum, that. It, it could be, but it, it was simple but it was detailed enough for me once you start tweaking training regimes you've gone far too down the <laughs> rabbit hole but it's funny because <laughs> <laughs> okay I, yeah <laughs> but i'm almost nostalgic about when it changed to just the dots on the screen because again you'd get so emotionally attached to just a little circle <laughs> moving about the, the screen like that was your hero that you'd have one one dot would be your guy you you could just back every time you knew he'd got your back and then yeah it, it became a bit weird then it was weird as well because you, you kind of knew what was going to happen after a while with the dots. Yeah. Like, there was just a way of telling there's going to be a goal there, or, or yeah. it's straight at the keeper where it goes, for God's sake. <laughs> you know, when I was playing, I started this, this game with Leeds. You know, I mean, Vaduka's been banging in the goal, so everyone, everyone, everyone's very happy. But I've had a couple of um, last minute equalisers against us, against Derby and against Aston Villa, a 3 all and a 1 all. In fact, I sent you the screenshot of the 3 yeah. all. And um, I was really upset. I was like, really gutted. Well, the pe- people nowadays. The younger people always talk about scripting in FIFA, don't they? Back in the day, it was like, championship manager, every single time I would do is like the bookings on one game, and then it was last minute equalising another game. And there was always something that you convinced this is like the world's against me, and this game is just out to ruin my life. I, I think it was. I think it <laughs> def- definitely was. We, we kind of put together, in fact, we, we popped this out, and if you want to get in touch with us on Twitter, it's at uh, Planet Football, spelt F U T E B O-L. O-L, that's the one, right. So like the Portuguese spelling, yeah. uh, because some other bloke has at Planet Football is the reason why. And we put out that, you know, we, that we were going to put together a, a kind of championship football manager 11. Just some honourable mentions for ones that um, that didn't make it in there. Julius Agahawa yeah. uh, from at Grab the Poor. Uh, hello to you. That's one of those famous names as well from, from there was uh, mentioned. Maxime Sigalko, Wasim D suggested that one as well. Alex Notman. Yeah, he was. I'm not, well, fa- I'm, familiar not familiar, I'm not familiar with Pete. Uh, actually, no. What? Yeah, no. I'm, I, I'm, it was. It was a name that I wasn't quite sure when we were looking at it. Hasn't played Dutch second division. That's the reason really? why. <laughs> at Razzy Newt sent that one in as well, uh, and also um, Alex Brooker, who was on a, a couple of other podcasts and is going to be on another one as well, um, suggested uh, Mark Kerr. Yeah. yeah, Alex was gutted he couldn't be on this one. 
he's on last week and he's on next week. He was absolutely devastated. He couldn't work it. He's been sending me so much stuff. Please mention him. Please mention, mention him. Mention this one. Mention that one. So those are just some of the names. I know there are, there are loads more as well, but we thought we'd try and put together our own starting 11. But let's start off with our goalkeeping choice. Uh, Pete, who have you gone for? Yeah, so we've gone 4-4-2 here, right? Because that was this kind of era's thing anyway. Now, obviously, you can have Gengen Press and Vertical Tiki Taka and everything else. But <laughs> here, right now, 4-4-2. Beautiful, right? But we've started with uh, goalkeeper Rusty Rexper. Now, this guy... Had a great time in real life anyway. He almost signed for Arsenal, but fell out with Arsene Wenger. But for me, I remember he went on, I think it was like an 11 or 12 game streak of not conceding any goals. We then got to a final, an FA Cup final, that Borough were 3-0 up in. I can't remember against, but 3-0 up in, right? And then I thought, do you know what? For the last five minutes of this game, I'm putting him up front. What does Rusty do? Anyone? Guess scores again makes it 4-0 right if Gun- Stuart Pearce is listening to this now I'll be absolutely <laughs> yeah. gutted oh it worked for Pete <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah Jimmy Glass going yeah done it don't worry about it but for me I'll always remember that incredible sort of goalkeeping run followed by an FA Cup final goal look at the smile on your face mm-hmm. look at that I could do this for a million players <laughs> bring on the next uh, let's do the centre-backs Rob you got yeah so obviously starting with Leeds we're defensively we've not been great in these last decade or so and uh, centre-back and left-back has been a problem so you go for some. Pa- you can't get Paolo Maldini. You get the next best thing, which is Jay McEvley. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. promising young defender. At never, Blackburn. never have those two been mentioned in the same sentence before. Promising young defender at Blackburn to start with. I remember in, he was one of those players that because he was so good on Football Manager, I just rated him without ever actually seeing him play in real life. So I remember he went to Derby and he got promoted. And I thought, oh no, they've got a good defender on their hands there. They're going to do really well in the Premier League, actually. And then they went and got a record low points total. So it maybe didn't quite transpire. Uh, translate as much into real life. Uh, another centre-back, Mark. Yeah, so we've shoehorned him in because he was actually right back on the game, but he was a centre-back in real life uh, from 0102, Mike Duff. You know you're going to get complaints about doing that, you know. You can't just... Well, uh... well the, the thing, thing is, is we're trying to play anywhere. We're try- exactly, yeah. We try and do the full 2000s there, so it's difficult. I had to have Mike Duff in there. I was not having Mike Duff not being in there because he was at Cheltenham. He was valued at like 7K, but you could literally sign him for any club in the world, and I, and I genuinely mean that, and he'd come straight and he'd be 7.5 through the season, just phenomenal. He, he, I think he was like 23 or something, um, so he'd get 10 years of service out of him. Real, just model of consistency. He was just absolutely phenomenal, no matter who you sign him for. And the great thing is you could always get him. I signed him on my Stoke game um, leading up to this, just you know, in the name of research, for 10K on four grand a week. He scored in his second game because he was always good for a goal. Just an absolute legend. You know, when you sometimes, when you when you start a new game, you go back to the heroes from the last one. Yeah, yeah. And I used to go back to him all the time. And then eventually you got to the point where you go, oh, he's, he's not, not good anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep going back to the well here. He's done. Uh, let's go right back, Pete. Anthony Van Den Borre, Absolutely brilliant. Again, he would just bomb down that right-hand side. Again, he was one of these that never cost the world. You know, I... There's some we'll talk about soon that you could get on a free transfer and we're always going to be great no matter what price they were. But with him, with Van den Borek, you you knew that no matter what you paid, whether it was £5 million or £10 million, he was going to rip it up. And also, and this is my favourite part, he didn't care who he signed for <laughs> in the game. As long as you had the money. Like Sometimes I'd just sell off loads and loads of players in the championship or whatever and I'd somehow still be able to buy Anthony Van den Borek. I will always love that man. I mean, Mark's going to do the left-back, but there's literally only one left-back that you could possibly even think about. So if it's not the left-back that everybody is thinking about right now, Mark, then we're going to have an issue because there is only one. Absolutely, there's only one. First thing you do, CM, 0102, get your game, hear your board expectations, sign to Ebo West. Absolutely. And like Pete just said with Van den Borough, the great thing was it didn't matter pretty much 
who you were managing, as long as you offered him like slightly above his wage expectations, he would sign for you. You know, to finish by Inter Milan, and I've signed him for my Stoke game yes. <laughs> to play left back, <laughs> taking over from Clive Clark. It was just phenomenal. And again, uh, that was just sorted. It, if you were Man United, you would sign him, whether it was back up, he would always sign him, no matter who you manage, to Ebo West, free transfer, job done, sorted. I think a lot of players, when they were at Inter, are at the back of the mind thinking, I just want to get that move to Stoke. Like Jordan Shakir, yeah. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> he's, he is, Tariba West is genuinely, if we're talking championship manager icons, Tariba West is in the he's, absolute pantheon. He's right up there, isn't he? He's he? not, he's, you know, with Tariba West is a golden god. Uh, moving into midfield. Well, this is another classic one. who's was kind of transcended eras, actually, between championship manager and football manager, but Kim Kallstrom. So when, when you did load up CM0102, he was only a 17-year-old at Hacken and you could get him for next to nothing and he was quality. He was always good for a thunder bastard of a goal as well. <laughs> but he's actually... But then even as I started playing, he was still class then for, I think it was Ren and Leon. So you could always just get him in your midfield and even if he was a backup option, again, when I, I'd have to, I couldn't get him at Leeds then. I'd have to be managing Inter or Juve, but it would always be a great backup option in midfield that you could just rely on. One of the few players that slightly lived up to his billing, maybe just yeah. on a tier below, probably best known in England for it, he eventually rocked up at Arsenal. In his thirties, bad back by then. Maybe not. Maybe not the best idea. Actually, I think he tells a story that in his medical, they picked up on this back injury, and Wenger kind of looked at him and sighed and looked at the clock and he says, "Well, we've not really got enough time to sign a replacement now, so you'll have to do." But he ended up coming on an FA Cup semi-final, final 15 minutes against Wigan, took a penalty in the shootout and scored, and he called that the greatest 15 minutes of his life, which I quite like as well. Partnering Kim Kallstrom in midfield, Mark. Tom Tom Zola Makoko. <laughs> Uh, 17 ACM or, or forward at Derby valued at around 300k I think you get for half a million Ghanaian Swedish dual nationality so it, that was a dream no matter what league you're in probably up there with the best ever players on any of the games ever put him in behind the strikers he gets 30 goals a season no problem just an absolute hero and we actually spoke to him for the website on Planet Football uh, and he's got a meeting room named after him at the Sports Interactive Studios. That's how does much... Does he really? Yeah, he does. That's how much of a legend he is. So they, like, have meetings either in, like, the kitchen, the boardroom, or in the tonton. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. All right, now the uh, the front four that are going to do all the damage in our team here, uh, starting with our left winger in this 4-4-2. Well, it's another absolute classic that you've just always got to have him scouted, no matter how old he is or how far he's dropped in his actual career. But Freddie Adu is just the eternal promise of Freddie Adu. He comes through as a 14-year-old in America. And even when he's falling out of favour on trial at Blackpool, you've just got to keep your eye on him just in case. You never know. He might just become the next Pele like everyone There's still time. Fault, you know? <laughs> I've still not given up on him now. I think now as well, he finally might be able to persuade him to get to Leeds as well. On to the right wing. Who have you got for us, Pete? Uh, there was one answer to this. It's Kennedy Bakachioglu. Now, this man you could get from Hammerby for peanuts, loose change, whatever you want to say. He was incredible. He could play anywhere across the midfield, attacking midfielder, left, right, centre. You could get him dirt cheap. He would score goals. He would assist them. He was the best player in any team, anywhere in the world at any point. Uh, he, he, for me, I've got to say, along with one or two others, a couple that sadly haven't made the team, he, he is just the man for me in possibly this entire game. I reckon, Pete, that the reason he didn't fulfil his potential in real life is that you are the only person in the world who knows how to pronounce his name. And possibly I'm pronouncing it wrong. So, <laughs> <laughs> so pronounce it again? Saying it's so Kennedy Bakachioglu, I think it is. There, there is something nice. Because there there's Turkish descent in there, I think. There is so. something nice about uh, all these players that actually the better the name is, 
kind of the more you like them as well. There's some there's something about yeah, I get that, that. I, I get, about I get the that. name that you like. You know, you found someone with a great name yeah. and a great player as well. Jay McEvely. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, we have uh, two forwards, two strikers in there. I always preferred the players that came from nothing and went on to be something like you found a gem. Yeah. Uh, so this player doesn't really fit into that bracket because he's had a fairly decent career. But Javier Saviola oh. was was the first striker that I always bought. It was just, if you were with a, de- you'd have to be with a decent team to do that. It was almost like just every game I started, I'd just go for Javier Saviola. What you said there, Rich, is spot on as well. The team that we've listed through, it's all, you know, under the radar plays in terms of what they did in real life and, and you built them up. Um, but actually, I went back on CMO 102 and just looked at the 10 most expensive players. And obviously, like some of these were phenomenal as well. It was like Vieri, Salas, Shevchenko, Del Piero, all in Italy. David Beckham was at United at the time. Ronaldo, Raul, Totti, Zidane, Figo, Rivaldo—they were the the eleven most expensive players at the start of their one hundred and two. And we haven't mentioned any of them no, because you just loved, didn't you, finding the players? It's player the other on the ones, isn't it? Yeah. But having Sabiola, you know, I mean, you know, to play played for Argentina and and Barca and Madrid. So we're not talking about someone who was under the radar. But in terms of guaranteed goals, get in there. You got a Premier League team. Buy him, boom, job's done. And the final one is is Cherno Samba, of, of, of course. And in fact, I bought him the other day. I, I remembered him being cheap. I remembered being picked, being able to pick him up for like well under a million. I had to pay one point seven million for him. Like indispensable Millwall. to Millwall. Millwall, indispensable to Millwall. They're playing hard. Oh, your, like, your negotiation skills might not have been brilliant. Could, could have been <laughs> why, why, well. why don't you drop a couple of kids in there as a part of exchange? Sell on fifty percent because you know you're never yeah. going to sell him. I was just like, I was in just the modern like, game now, you could have arranged a friendly as part of it. Oh, it's not thought about <laughs> it. Everyone's at all. a smart arse in hindsight, aren't they? One point seven million cost me at the time, but guaranteed to go on and do amazing things. And, and Mark, Pete, and myself spoke to Cherno. We did invite Rob, but he was he was busy at home playing football manager so he couldn't make it <laughs> and here's what happens when we spoke to the one and only a great of the game Cherno Samba Cherno thank you so much for joining us no worries thank you for having me um, championship manager was such a, a big part of the decade of the noughties for so many people I told my uh, my brother-in-law who was a massive Chapman fan that we were going to be speaking to you. And he reacted. He was pretty much as excited as if I told my eight-year-old that I was meeting Ariana Grande. <laughs> he was like, You're not you know, Samba signed him so many times. He was absolutely buzzing about it. But, you know, that that is how people, when they hear your name, that's how they react, which must be such a special mm. thing for you. It is, it is. Um, as I always tell people, you know, I'll be 91 with a stick and um, people will still come to me and talk to me about championship manager. Um, it's, 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 you know, and I will embrace it because I've been embracing it since. It's something that's part of me now and, um, you know, it will, it will stay with me for the rest of my life. It's, um, it's, it's you know, it, it's very good that, you know, sometimes you, you know, you go out on the street and then people come to you and say, I've bought you so many times. And, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just joy to see some, some people happy with that. So, yeah, I'm very pleased with that. I mean, your own Twitter account in your blurb at the start, of it does include the three <laughs> words. You know where I'm going with this? Championship yeah. manager legend. I love that. Love it. Well, 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 for, for a start, that wasn't, that wasn't for me to do. That's what part of my team to say, right, you are a legend on the game. So, might as well just put that in there. So, I said, all right, no problem. Then, there you go. So, <laughs> He's blaming the team. Put it that way. Well, well this, this is the thing, mate. So I'm another one of these people who you were one of my go-to men. Of course you were. You know, this is a game. I still play the game to, to this day and sometimes yeah, find myself yeah. hovering over the search bar going, should I type in sure? No. But it's, <laughs> this is the thing, mate. Like, it, yeah. it is incredible because firstly, that game hit everyone, especially at that time in a special place. So to be a special part of a special game, that is a blessing that I think, isn't it? 
It is, it is. You know, I didn't realize as when I was playing, when I was playing, um, when I was playing in my career, you didn't realize how big I was in the game until after I retired. That's when I realized, whoa, this is this is massive because. Um, you know, everyone just, you know, just kept talking about it. And like I said, it's something, you know, I've always said to these people that there are certain people in the game, for example, certain names, that I'm, which I'm not going to name anymore um, at the minute, but they wasn't happy with the fact that they, they, they made them that in the, into the game. And there was oh. not, you know, they always blamed the, 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 the game that their career went out certain way, i.e. Freddie Adu, actually, I'll name him. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that didn't take long, did it? He went yeah, from not so, naming anyone to naming him in 10 yeah, seconds. Exactly. <laughs> I, just, I just had to, yeah. But um, for me, I, I, I disagree with that because I think, um, you know, as a, as a human being, if whatever you set out to do, you have to have the belief and the goal to go and do it. So there was no game that 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 stop your career in certain ways. So for me, you know, that you, you should you should be privileged to be, to be, to be, rank among those you just got to deliver and um in life general everything's pressurized anyway so let alone in football so um for me yeah as i said i always said you know I've, I've, i embraced it don't get me wrong there are part of things that were even for my own self at times when i was playing i was trying to replicate what my stat was saying so i said right i've got a, you know i've got a burst here because the stat says i'm fast at 19 so things like that so i was always wow. you know trying to compare my stats with with how i was playing churny you've, you've said in, in interviews before that um yeah. you know you've admitted that you're a little bit cocky at that young age mm. when when you when you saw the stats did you think mm. yeah that looks about right yeah absolutely we're looking at the stats right now churny that's the thing <laughs> Exactly, because you know, I was very, I was very confident in my own ability. You know, I would like it was a, it was a thing where right, it's time for me to go and score now. So I just go and get the ball, be about through you know, field defenders and score. So I was always, you know, um, um, very confident in my ability. And because of that, the thing what I found as well at the time, because I was you know, um, superior than everyone else, as they were saying, I was meant to win the World Cup for England in 2006. The people weren't necessarily telling me what was best for me. So all the people that were around me, they was always telling me what I wanted to hear which it didn't help at the time because I was only young, do you know what I mean? But yeah. um, I took upon that sometimes to be a little bit cocky in terms of, yes, I'm better than everyone else. And I didn't want to work hard enough. Um, when it was, you know, times to do 10 doggies, I'd probably do about six doggies. When it was, you know, to do it one hour in the gym, I'd probably do about 10 minutes on walk off because I was always, you know, I was always scoring goals and people always telling me what I want to hear. When on, on in hindsight, I wish they were telling me, right, you are the best. However, you've got to put the hours in, you've got to work harder. And that's something that I'm trying to instill in these in these kids now. You get that an awful lot with young players now who are told mm-hmm. what they want to hear, who aren't, yeah. you know, who are overprotected. And, and yeah. you know, we could name a few that are playing now that, that feel mm-hmm. like that. That's that's not just a jump manager thing, I guess, is it? I mean, that's mm-hmm. obviously your experience, but yeah, absolutely. It, it, that's something that happens with a lot of these young kids now, especially with the money that's knocking around, I guess, as well. Exactly. And I always tell people, and I wish I was those kids that, walk from the back door not from the front door because I was you know what I mean by that is I was yeah. always you know everyone's talked about me and stuff so I was I wanted to be one of those kids where no one knew what I was doing I'd get on my work get on my work really quietly and then burst but I burst very easy very quickly and with that it brings pressure I would have you know um, prolonged my career a little bit more and I would have played at the highest level even though don't get me wrong um a lot of people in life, how many people can say they've achieved their goals? And my goal was to be a professional footballer, played for England or play for Gambia at senior level. And I did all that. So, you know, it's just that the, the expectation that was put on me, it looks like a, a failed career. Whereas if you ask anybody, you know, I played in the championship, played in, uh, in Spain and stuff, how many people can say that? 
But because of the, as I said, the expectation that was put on me, it looks like, you know, well, he didn't get to the top. But hello, um, my three goals were to be a professional footballer, which I did. Played for England or played for Gambia, either at a senior level, and I did that. So um, I'm, I'm happy with, you know, how my career planned out, to be honest. And that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, you went, like you say, you, you played Cadiz, uh, Malaga, mm. you, a very brief spell was it mm. over in Greece. Like, that, mm. that's that's interesting. Absolutely. When I, At the time that I went, I was only 19, and um, that's when I just left Millwall. The um, Cadiz in Spain, they came in, and I thought, you know what? My, my, my game suits that style anyway. Let me go and see what's out there. And when I went in there, it was it was gobsmacking. You know, it's like the food is nice, the weather is nice, the football is beautiful. What more do you want? Do you know what I mean? So I was very chuffed. But then after after a while, things take its toll because I felt that I failed in my own country, so I had to be shipped out to Spain. So um, that's when um, obviously I start having depressed and you know um, thinking a lot, thinking. So many players that I was playing at England, they were playing in week in, week out in the Premiership where I was in the second division in Spain. So I was a bit, you know, I'm thinking about the deal that didn't happen at Liverpool. So I was depressed and then, you know, come to a point where I didn't want to be here. But thank God, you know, um, I'm here now and um, I can talk about it. Cheno, I, I, I need to pick you up on something. Uh, yeah. You mentioned, of course, that there was the move to Liverpool, which never happened when you were so young and, and it was on the cards. And mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. You picked essentially Liverpool over Leeds United. Uh, no, just don't laugh this off, mate. This is a serious business, right? Okay, and I find that personally very offensive. Yeah. Four slash understandable, right? <laughs> what, 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 what did what did Liverpool offer that Leeds thing? Come on, what's going on there? Well, well listen, as I said uh, earlier before we come on live, um, I'm a United fan. And I picked Liverpool in, before I went United. So that says a lot. For <laughs> me, it was exact. For me, it was just the way they conducted themselves. Um, the way they made me feel welcome. The way they made me feel special. Um, I remember Joao Julia asking me who was my favourite player at the time. And it was Michael Owen. And um, he just got Michael Owen to, you know, to give me a call. And um, just made me feel good with Robbie Fowler and Milhevsky. They were all brilliant to me. After when United, um, Michael Owen gave me a call. Now, come on, I can't let Michael down, could I? <laughs> that's what that's what they do. Then they're sending the big guns. The... So, what's it like as, as a kid that age? You know, I mean, getting a phone call from Michael Owen. You must be sure. like, what is going on here? What's what's happening at the time? That was on the school bus, as a lot of people know now. And um, you know, my mates didn't believe me, so I had to put him on last week. And the bus just went absolutely mad. Everyone started screaming, Michael, it's funny, my mate here. <laughs> you know, it was just, it was uh, mental, absolutely mental. And it's something that, you know, I'll always remember because um, I remember the conversation was, you know, it'd be good to come here, it'd be good to play with you and, you know, help you out and stuff like that. Now, he was, the, you know, he was one of the greatest players that, uh, for England at the time. So, you know, for him to say that, you can't let him down, can you? Man, the only phone call I got on the bus was my mum asking me why I was late. I mean, there was, was a Michael Owen. That's, well, that's, that's different level, isn't it? Your mom, you yeah, I, mean? I know, but the kids on the bus weren't impressed with that, mate. I got to say, nah, yeah. I can imagine. <laughs> I get that till now. I'm thirty-four. <laughs> uh, Chun, I'm really interested in your in your early years, really before Mill, yeah. before Chapman, and all that. Obviously, mm. your family come over from Gambia when you were six, I think. Um, yeah. yeah. When did you find out you were a decent footballer? And I really want to know because there's lots of stuff on Wikipedia that, that's not true. And this just sounds crazy. <laughs> Did you really score 132 goals in 32 games for your school team? Because that is incredible. 
Well, a lot, a lot of things in Wikipedia are not true. I believe that. I, I agree with that because even my stats on Wikipedia, I look at it, I'm like, is, is, are you serious? This is That's not how many games I played. I play more than that. But <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's not fine. But yes, the 132 goals to, in 32 games, that was true. That was true. That's that was canon. Just, We're um, having it. Brilliant. Yeah, that, it that is doable <laughs> because uh, last season I've been playing a lot of lads v dads against my six-year-old and his friends and I bagged in a load. Let I was going to say, you. actually, it's incredible because all of those came in one game and then you had a horrible dry spell after that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I would, that, that was true. I was just, um, that's, I think, when I was, what, 13, and I was just, I was scoring left, right, and center. I was very, um, the, what helped as well, to be honest, because my dad was a goalkeeper, and he played for the Gambian national team, so he was always taking me out to say, look, this is how you beat play, um, uh, uh, goalies and stuff, don't let them settle, blah, blah, blah. So that helped a little bit, and um, I was always, you know, always wanted to score goals, and, um, you know, that, that was always, you know, part of me. But all this time I was playing, I didn't think of anything. I It just started hitting home when I actually got signed by Neil. That's when I thought, right, this can be serious because I was just enjoying myself and just, you know, just, you know, just playing football with your friends. And um, it was never a, oh, I could make it as a professional footballer here. But then after I got picked for Neil, that's when I, that's when I started taking it seriously. Back to Champ Man, um, mm. you mentioned before that you didn't really appreciate until until after your career how, how big it was. At the yeah. time... You know, did you? How do you? How do you find out that you're on the game? Does someone at the club tell you? Is it, is it a mate that just says, "Mate, you're, you're no, not pretty good yeah. on, on champ man"? <laughs> just people coming up to you going, yeah. "I've signed you," and you going, "What? what? <laughs> yeah, yeah." It was at Mill actually. So one of my mates came and said, um, "You know about this game, championship manager?" I went, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "Listen, you are unbelievable." Isn't it? I bought you this. I'm like, oh, "What are you on about?" So anyway, so look, just get the game and see what I'm talking about. So I got the game, see myself, and I thought, "Wow." I'm not that bad, to be honest. <laughs> and then that was it. And that's how I knew about Champ Man. And then every time I was playing against um, players, against the Chelsea players, the uh, Reading, you know, uh, United and stuff. So they always teased me with it and said, right, you're not going to score. I know the stats says it, but you know. So from yeah. there, that's when I knew. And I was always, you know. And then funnily enough, I'd done the advert. I think it was the 2017 advert with them. So I've started doing work with the gamers now, so which is good. Uh, d- your stats are nuts. I mean, I'm actually looking at your stats here. <laughs> Finishing 20. Um, we've got, what else have we got here? Uh, heading is 20. Uh, another 20 for strength as well. 19 for teamwork. 18s yeah. all over the shop and everything. I've got yeah. to ask you though, does five for reflexes hurt a little bit, pal? <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Even the 20 for heading. Now, my, my weakest was the heading, my heading ability. So when I saw the 20, I'm like, well, okay, I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> Did you ever find out who the scout was? Because obviously Chapman have, have scouts. Did you ever find out who it was who rated you? No, no, till this day. Till this day, I don't know. It's Michael Owen, I think, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> possibly, Gerard Hillier. <laughs> yeah. I... Well, you never know, you never know. <laughs> I, I had a look at the, because uh, I, I, you know, I'm 32, and yet I, I still play the game now when I get a chance. Yeah. And yeah. Lionel Messi's stats aren't that. Leon Messi's that's that's nowhere near. That is that, yeah, is, that blows Messi out of the water. I think, innit? That was the game. I was better than all of them on the game, actually. Yeah. Oh, it's just a straight. It's just a straight two hundred fifty thousand pound buy from Millwall yeah. straight into the first yeah. team. It's it's almost like yeah. having a cheat in the game. You know what I mean? If you if you sign cheating, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost like doing. That. It's almost making it too easy for yourself. You know? And Adriano on uh, Pro Evo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's that kind of... I think I think how they did the game. I think because um, at that time I was just bursting into the to the limelight, so they thought obviously. This, you know, they just predict what would happen in the future and things like that. So, but to be honest, they, 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 I think most of the stats they get, it, they got it right because I was very explosive. My, my speed was that was my strength, and I always used to love to come deep, pick up the ball, turn, and attack defenders. And that's I was very explosive with that. That was my strength. 
but yeah, the head inability. I don't know where they got that from. Yeah. That was that was my worst. <laughs> Has Cherno Samba ever signed Cherno Samba on Championship oh, yes. Manager? Oh, oh yeah, yes. there we go. Oh yes, oh yes, come on. <laughs> that is the first thing. I, if I was in that situation, if I was a player, the first thing I would do is sign myself. Of course you would. It was it was weird at first, but yeah, I got used to it in the end. <laughs> uh, do you get frustrated with yourself in the game then? It's sort of like you can yeah. criticize the players, you can criticize yourself, can't you? Yeah, yeah, sometimes, sometimes I say, what are you doing? Sort yourself out, mate. So. What's what's the weirdest story you've been told about you having been signed? You know, what, what's the weirdest story that a, that a player of the game has, has told you? Um, well, I get so many stuff. Once they've actually, they divorced. He divorced his wife right. for playing championship manager. Now, that was that was weird for me because I felt bad in the end because I thought, oh, so it's because of me. That's why you lost your wife. <laughs> he said, no, no. <laughs> so that was for me, that was a bit, you know, uh, because he was constant on a football manager, uh, championship manager. And um, he would just always just just buy me. It was, it was just all about me, all about me. So in the end, the wife wasn't happy. So, yeah, they, they, they got a divorce. Wow. Before we let you go, Cherno, um, mm. you mentioned it earlier that you're working with with young kids in the game now tell us a little bit more about that and how you're helping people yeah so basically just my story you know that's why i wrote my my autobiography as well so all the kids that i work with i try to tell them look to get to the top there's no shortcuts you have to put all the work in i've been there done it got the t-shirt so they say um there's nothing in life that you can't do but you have to put the effort in and if you put it in you'll get to where you want to get to you have to believe and just work hard there's no shortcuts because if you do show course, people will catch up on you. And for me, some of the reasons why I didn't get to the highest level was because of that. I was taking shortcuts because I was better than everyone else. I didn't feel like I wanted to work hard enough and stuff. So when I tell these kids that they can see where I'm coming from and, you know, I'm glad that they listen and um, hopefully, you know, they'll they'll get to the top. By the way, Cherno has not asked us to mention this in any way, shape or form, but I will do anyway because it's fantastic. Uh, Cherno <laughs> Samba, Still in the Game is the name of the book and it's it's a really interesting story. And as yeah. you've heard, just a, a slice about and there's so much more to it as well. Cherno, you know, everybody listening right now to this <laughs> podcast has got a big smile on their face thinking about how happy you made them. I, I'm, I've got myself on my face now talking to Cherno. Uh, I mean, that makes me feel good, mate. The 15-year-old really, really me is somewhere going, yes, Cherno. <laughs> it's Cherno. Made it. No, that's me great. that makes me very humble, mate. I really appreciate that. <laughs> I have forgiven you for picking Liverpool over Leeds. Oh. And I'm sorry for bringing up your, <laughs> poor, you. your poor reflexes stats. Uh, and no <laughs> problem. Know, it's been an absolute uh, delight talking to you. Your story is an inspiration. Pleasure. And, and Pleasure, I know a lot mate. of people will be thinking that right now. Uh, yeah. Thank you for joining us on the Broken Meta no Star problem. No problem. Thank you, mate. Okay, still to come on the podcast, uh, football fact or football fiction. But first, we just need to reflect on Cherno. I just want to go for a pint with Cherno Samba. What a man. What an absolutely thoroughly lovely bloke. Gem, yeah. You just, you just say never meet your heroes. I know we didn't meet him, it was over the phone, but wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he's, now, he's now gone into your hero status. I like that. <laughs> he's a lovely man. He and is. I, lo- really I love that. Is. I really like that. I'm, I'm pleased with that. And you know, he's you know he's obviously had, he obviously went through a difficult period with the whole yeah. championship manager thing because I guess, you know, not living up to the stats. Um, wait, I found that interesting. They said he tried to, in the games, he was trying to live up to his stats. Like, that's mad to think that a thought process that you're in the middle of playing for whoever against someone and in the back of your mind, you're thinking, I am not performing to my capabilities on a football game. I've spoken to players before when I've sort of uh, done interviews with them and one of the sort of the regular bits of sort of, if you will, dressing room banter 
is that if someone sort of um, misses from two or three yards, it's like, all right, finishing 20. <laughs> like, you, you know, it, it, is, it is part of the football parlance now. It's that I, ingrained. I love the, the thought that there's a player out there who's so into it who knows all the other players' stats as well. So yeah. it's like, he's up against Carragher, pace like 11 or something. He's like, I'm, I'm 20, I should be burning him. What's going on here? <laughs> and, and the teammates, the teammates going through, um, the stats going, there is no way that you are a 15 pace. Have you seen how slow? <laughs> like, you know, it's that kind of thing. And, and again, that it's so woven into the actual sport is a remarkable achievement. It really is. I love the fact that he sees the stats and you know his mates told him, look at yourself, you're amazing. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that seems about right to me. Apart from his head and but apart from like, yeah, perfect. I wonder if you can challenge the stats. You know, like when you don't quite get the grade you want at GCSE and you're like falling short by a point, you can challenge it and you can see if you can get it remarked. Like when the players come out, do they look at them and think, that's not me? And do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I that's if- happened with FIFA, hasn't it? When, when, They've taken like EA Sports to, to task over. Where's Morgan? Actually, why? Where's Morgan? Morgan's done it. Yeah. So I bet they did. Yeah, back in the day, like on the blow. What are you doing here? Come on, give me a couple of points on that. When you when you listen to him talk, what I think is so impressive in another way about Cherno is that he became an almost godlike figure. I mean, even if he'd had a really good career, right? I mean, a great career as opposed to the, the sodic career he had. He probably still couldn't have lived up to the expectations that were le- that were left on him. I mean, you're hearing people say he's going to win the World Cup for England in 2006, and those are expectations that are borderline impossible to live up to, especially if you're playing for England. I I think when you listen to him talk, and he's so philosophical about it, and he's kind of, do you know what? I love it to to know that you're a special part of a special game must be amazing. I'm going to sound like a really awful person now, but on the complete opposite end of the spectrum to that. <laughs> Oh dear. Um, <laughs> What's about to happen? I must admit that when I used to start games as Leeds, there was a couple of lads in my year at school who were on the books of a certain football league club and I used to sign them and make their dreams come true to get them to join Leeds. And they were particularly difficult characters. <laughs> they were the school bellends, basically. So uh, I then just used to release them and crush wow. their dreams, which I feel Career pretty bad about now. What happened now. in real life? Um, neither of them have. Oh no! One of them actually does play in the football league. I think. Go on. I'm not good. <laughs> but you let them rot right, in your what? reserves, did they? Yeah, I, give, I used to give them the hopes and dreams, sign them at Leeds, get them in the reserve team, and then go. Oh, don't get ahead of yourselves, lads, and then send them packing again. I'm a bit going off tangent. I was, gonna, I was about to say, <laughs> just going off tangent a little bit. I mean, uh, what year and what school were you? <laughs> I'm not going to give away any more information. You know, the start of that when you said, um, "I don't want to sound petty or anything." Uh, you did. You did. <laughs> but it was funny because I, I, I know full well. There was there was a lad who. Um, who was in the year below me at school who was on Hartlepool's books and he was briefly on Borough's books as well a really good goalkeeper but I used to sign him and he was never quite good enough to play regularly for me but I thought do you know what I'm going to give you a nice yeah. comfortable future <laughs> just just put you in there he was always alright always pretty sound yeah. in real life I'll, I'll put Scott Allenton he was called and I'd put him in and I'd just let him just have a nice life I'd go I'm, I'm looking after you Scott don't worry about it um, I never thought about ruining his career particularly, but I'm just a bitter bastard. It sounds like it. Do you yeah. think? Do you think professional footballers do that as well? I mean, do you reckon? Yeah, 100%. Um, Jamie Vardy is currently buying Wayne Rooney in one of the earlier games <laughs> and just letting him rot in the reserves, or Michael Owens buying Alan That'll Shearer. teach him. <laughs> now I got my own back behind closed doors. Maybe that's going on as well. Maybe I tell you what I love about the fact that we've just interviewed Cherno. Um, I don't know how many people know this, but we're actually on the game. Planet Football is one of the journalist sources, so Planet Football asked a, you know, asked, asked a, a difficult question after a four-nil home defeat. It's, it's quite unrealistic because you know they're asking the hard-hitting questions. We're asking Graham Stack about you know having his words confiscated by <laughs> by Arsene Wenger. But yeah, we are actually on it. It's on that, on that, because you personally aren't on it. Eh? All the journalists are, are made-up people, aren't they? Sadly, yeah. 
the sites there. But you as a person haven't the, quite made it. We just have to add it to the, to the list of requests that we want this podcast to get. So we want the Twitter handle, and now we want Mark Holmes and Rob Conlon. This whole podcast has been a ruse so that you two can put in a request. <laughs> yeah. to get That's what when we discussed doing this, we were like, yeah, Championship Man. And in the back of Complete. your mind, you were like, I want my name in the game. <laughs> Completely worth it as well, That's by the way. That was the so. point. Okay, uh, let's wrap up with a bit of football fact or football fiction. Uh, of course, it's always based on our theme, which today is Championship Manager and Football Manager. Um, Pete... Mark and Rob all have a statement uh, to give to me. Only one of them is a footballing fact. The other two are completely made up. They are football fiction. Today, we will start with Mark. Championship manager, football manager, they obviously have regens, i.e. when you've played 20, 25 years of the game, players come back into it. They also have been accused in the past of making up plays. There's some really famous examples one of the guys, one of the developers admitted to doing it and he just made him basically too good so everyone yeah. came aware of him. But they also did it with Rod Hull. So they, <laughs> <laughs> they put Rod Hull into the game and nobody probably ever signed him because he was rubbish, but he is actually on one of the old episodes of the game. Rod Hull as in... Emu. Emu, Emu Rod yeah. Hull. He's in, he's in Championship Manager. Yeah. Okay. His stats obviously aren't great, but... He is. I can't think what um, what version of the game it is, but if you go through them all and search Rod Hull, you will find him on can, there. Can we can we just not do the other two and let that one be the fact? Well, <laughs> they, that's they, amazing. They, I remember the developers did put themselves in. The, the guys who created the game definitely did put themselves in. So you would do that, wouldn't you? Of course you would. <laughs> Why yeah, would you make yourself a player? You got the opportunity to do it. Rob, what have you got? So we all know that footballers can be a bit, a bit touchy, shall we say? But um, since the first edition of Championship Manager and Football Manager. Uh, 24 players have launched legal proceedings against the game. Is it people like saying, why aren't my stats as good as Rod Hull? Yeah, <laughs> quite possibly. I mean, you would be annoyed if Rod Hull was better than you, wouldn't you? Who's this Rod Hull guy? And why is he... Imagine on the current football manager now, like with all the actual people you can see running around and just, you bring Rod Hull on, he's just got it's this guy. <laughs> <laughs> running around. Bro, this, is, this is bizarre. Uh, Pete, what have you got for us? Right, I've got that in the year of 2012... Football manager was cited in the divorce proceedings. Over 35 cases in that one year alone. Worldwide. So like where people write um, unreasonable behaviour, that kind of thing, <laughs> adultery, cheated on me with championship manager. Is in or vice well. versa, like she didn't support me or he didn't support me. <laughs> I was in the final it. and she's on about tea. I'm trying to bloody manage the Champions League final here. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that uh, that incredibly stereotypical sort of uh, setup that you just... Uh, I did say <laughs> she or he. Come on, give me some credit. <laughs> the, uh, you, you can absolutely see it because I've seen, I've seen <laughs> parts of my life life at times very briefly fall away for a great football manager game example i remember all the time is i was meant to go for a night out and a couple of mates um said look let's go let's go i was like no, do you know what I'm having, i've got a great game i'm taking chessfield through the leagues here you know there's not a chance i am there's not a chance i am leaving to go out tonight i'm staying in so i stayed in staying in not to do uni work i get that but come on pete <laughs> uh, maybe maybe it was just other stuff but it definitely wasn't it was, it was a bit, but but I, I i played that and i found out afterwards that at the end of the night they all went to the casino and one of my mates won about five grand in the casino from a very very tiny stake and as a thanks to the other lads for coming with him, he gave them 500 quid each. So I could have had 500 quid and a big night. Actually, no, because still I was doing very well with Chesterfield <laughs> and it was well worth it. But I could have had 500 quid. So you can see how someone's life would very quickly go, 
yeah, I don't want. I don't want to go to your mum's. Um, <laughs> I just don't. I'm, look, look how well I've brought Forest Green in the Champions League final. You're kidding me. I feel like I feel like your mate proper did that as a uh, screw Pete. It's yeah. five hundred quid each. He can stay <laughs> by himself. To be fair, it's probably what we I probably wouldn't have given me anything if we was there anyway, and still sort the other two out. But yeah, no, that, that that's one of the examples I use. One of many, really. Uh, uh, Rod Hull can't be in. There's no way Rod Hull is in Championship Manager. I want that to be true so much, but I, I can't. So for me, it's down to the legal proceedings uh, or the divorces. And I am going to go with the um, I'm going to go with the game being cited in 35 divorce proceedings worldwide in 2012. And you're right to do so. Yeah, that is true. I don't think when they set out to make the game, they thought that this is, this is where they would end up with people getting divorced over it. That's football manager. <laughs> okay, if you would uh, like to subscribe to the podcast, that would be amazing uh, because uh, that, that's that's a good thing to do and it means that the next one will drop straight into your podcast provider. Uh, and please rate us. Um, I'm working on the basis that if you're still listening at this point of the podcast, then possibly kind of enjoyed it maybe we can ask for the five now you can ask for the five yeah at the start we're like we'll take a four star but yeah if you if you are happy to write and you want to leave a review maybe pop in there your favourite championship football manager player of all time then please do we'd be grateful this episode by the way was brought to you by our friends at Football Index the football stock market where you can buy and sell players for real money sign up today at footballindex.co.uk we've got our own code for you as well TBM Index to trade with a £500 money back guarantee new customers only 18 plus sorry that's another £500 Pete that you can't get your hands on and contact us by emailing contact at planetfootball.com next time we will remember one of the strangest owner manager relationships in recent history a Swede and a tie that started so well, but ended with an 8-1 spanking at Pete's Middlesbrough. He's going to be happy, <laughs> happy about this one. This has been a good run for me these last couple of episodes, I've got to say. Uh, our guest will be Michael Ball when we discuss Sven and City next time on The Broken Metastarsal. <laughs>